This is the Ghoul's Guide to Santa Barbara. Rebellions are built on hope. This has to be a, like a Star Wars yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one though. So either. <laughs> it's my favorite Star Wars movie, Rogue One. Oh, okay. I have not seen that. Nor have I. It's the best one. It's who's, my favorite. Who's in that one? So it's uh, Diego Luna. Enjoyable. That's all. That's it. That's it. He's, He's the only the person, only person in, the in the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Cool. No, it actually has an amazing <laughs> cast. Um, part of the re- like I, you guys know this, but. To our dear listeners, uh, I'm a, a nerd. I'm a huge nerd, but I'm <laughs> a huge. I'm a big Star Wars fan um, since the 70s, and uh, when I was a wee lassie, um, I've always loved the movies. But Rogue One is my favorite, even though I'm, you know, I love the classics. But it's just like it was the first. I had children when it came out and it was like the first new Star Wars movie. Oh, okay. Um, you know, that like wasn't <laughs> terrible like the prequels. Um, <laughs> yeah. but uh but just like it was the it like having the experience of taking my child to go see a new Star Wars movie oh, was yeah. uh, was really big for me and then um it's so great like the premise is you know, they just like decided to make this one little chapter and they just did it so well. It's such a great story. God, the cast is amazing. Like these, <laughs> this little ragtag group of rebels. I mean, for a story that you already know going into it isn't going to end well. Everyone dies. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Either. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was really good. Cool. And I love Diego Luna. I like him too. Yeah. And now we got an Andor show on Disney Plus. And I am wholly embarrassed to admit that I started, I was waiting for my family to watch it with me and nobody would. And so I started watching it without them. And then life got in the way and I haven't finished it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the last one I saw was the one with Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I it's can, been a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize on behalf of everyone at Lucasfilm. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I thought that people were coming around to the prequels. I don't a know. little bit. I yeah. think now, like with all the, cause, because um, some of the newer series are like referencing the Clone Wars and kind of bringing it back to that time period. And uh, what's this face is getting to reprise his role as Anakin. And right. So I think there's a little bit of love towards those. Huh. Yeah. But it's just, I would like generally, generationally, it was kind of like those were at a period where I was like a, you know, nerdy, uh, entitled purist <laughs> teen. There's a really good scene in a Simon Pegg show called Spaced that I used to love where um, he sees the prequels and then takes all his memorabilia out in the yard and burns it in <laughs> a trash can. <laughs> awesome. Oh, great. <laughs> um, okay. So... This is the Ghoul's Guide to Santa Barbara. I'm Summers. I'm Jen. And I'm Liz. And today, Liz is going to tell us about a story from up north, the, Han- the Hanted. 
<laughs> Today, Liz is going to tell us about a story from up north, the haunted Santa Maria Inn. That's right. Thank you, Summers. <laughs> I just really quick, I thought, uh, like, my, I was right there with you, and I thought you were going to say the Hampton Inn. <laughs> in <laughs> okay. So this week, we are traveling back to Santa Maria and back to the Betteravia sugar plant that I talked about in my last episode. Woohoo! So a man named Frank J. McCoy, born in Ireland in 1872, moved to Betteravia in 1901 to work at the Union Sugar Plant. Oh, no way. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I thought you were being like, you know, just the area of no, your last I mean, one. And then it's only very, that's the only. No, it's cool. Callback. Actual <laughs> cool. connection. Yeah, yeah this no, guy, this guy worked there. And I, I couldn't f- figure out like what was his position there, but it must have been like fairly high up in the company. Because sugar boss. He, maybe he was a sugar boss. I don't know. <laughs> but um, uh, Frank McCoy left Union Sugar in 1915 or 1916, um, and he was only in his 30s. And so okay. to be able to just like leave your job, you know, in your mid 30s yeah. <laughs> and buy a bunch of land Ooh. and open a hotel, he was probably doing pretty well for himself. So I thought you were going to say cocaine for some reason. I don't know why I thought that. That comes up later. Okay. I was dying over here because my brain went, this is the ghoul's guide to mouth noises. And now it's Look, if we could get ad revenue from that, I would be fine with it doing better. That's our spinoff show. Yeah. Oh, man. So McCoy decides that what Santa Maria needs is like a really nice hotel because it's midway between San Francisco and LA. Oh, right. And also, um, you know, there's Hearst Ranch up the coast. Um, Hearst Castle. Hearst Ranch. I guess that <laughs> was a ranch also too. A ranch. Yeah. They so had, Hearst they Castle. had some exotic yeah. zebra ranch. animals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, celebrities are traveling up there. And so he, oh, right. like, he looks into the Model A and is like, well, how far can that reasonably travel in a day and like santa maria was just a natural stopping point from la what a smart man i know super smart so um so he buys property in santa maria and in 1917 he opened the 24 room english countryside style hotel the santa maria inn okay (laughs) yes jen are you okay are you still thinking about our our other show yes i'm sorry okay i'm fine I just put my glasses on like I don't, I don't need them to do this. Don't you want to see me? I like those glasses, by the way. This is a side note. Where did you get them? Uh, they're from Zenny. I was going to say. That's where nice. Jen gets her glasses. If anyone, oh, okay. if anyone wants to sponsor. If anyone from Zenny is listening, yeah. I would heart a sponsorship. Cool. I'm already single-handedly keeping you in business. <laughs> okay. So McCoy was a floriculturist. Oh. Does that mean a flower a flower guy, guy. Okay. yeah um yeah it was a new word for me um and so he developed beautiful gardens at the hotel there was always something in bloom so that they always had fresh flowers for the inn he also had land like i don't know near the hotel that where he just grew flowers nice um there are stained glass windows in the hotel that are modeled after like his flowers hmm. um i think my friend got married there oh yeah cool did you go yeah I stayed the night there. Now that I think about it, I think someone told me it was haunted. (laughs) I'm like, now that I think about it, I was actually visited by three ghosts. No, I wasn't. (laughs) I'm not wealthy enough to be visited by three ghosts. So the hotel uh, had a slogan. I don't know if they still use this. Come see the ghosts. No. (laughs) It's... Uh, it's always blossom time at the Santa Maria Inn. <laughs> that 
sounds like some sort of euphemism. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is blossom time. Mean. I don't know what that means. Yeah. That I, I was. Yeah, I was with it, this but... guy for a while, but <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was nerdy enough to include for you That's guys. Really good. So... <laughs> no, I love that you included it. <laughs> and I'm not really on board with its marketing plan. Um, the hotel also had a cactus garden that drew international attention from cactus people, cactus enthusiasts. And then I wrote, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, what the, are they cacticulturists? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the I'm tired is like, oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> it's hard to write these episodes and we always end up doing them so late at night. <laughs> Totally. That should be the slogan for our story <laughs> or for our podcast. I'm tired. Oh man. Okay. So uh, the hotel grew over the years. Uh, Twelve rooms were added in 1919. Twenty-one more rooms were added in 1923. Twenty-eight. So we're up to sixty. Yeah, how many? Rooms? Oh, well, just hold your horses. Twenty-eight more rooms added in 1928. Oh, that's funny. That's and so now currently there are 164 rooms. And I think that that oh, largest edition. That's a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I think that largest edition happened in the 80s. So there's like this whole newer wing of the hotel that's like six stories, I think. And then there's like the older wing. Six stories? That's I think so. so many stories. I know. We don't get that many here. I know. In Santa Barbara. Okay. Maybe I was in the 80s part of the hotel and that's why I wasn't haunted. Maybe. Yeah, the newer section. Maybe. Um, so there's also an old English tap room. With an E on the end of old for you. Um, built in 1941. <laughs> Here, I'm going to go off on a little tangent. Okay. Um, that, <laughs> Tell that... me all about tap rooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so this this uh, tap room was designed by Edgar Cheesewright, who was a... <laughs> Stop. We get so loopy during my episodes. What happens? Okay. What does it do to your brains? <laughs> get it together. <laughs> You keep using things like cheese, right? <laughs> I didn't name him. I didn't make it up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, moving on. Okay. Edgar Cheese Wright was a top interior designer in the 1920s. He worked on Hearst Castle, the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. Oh, cool. I've stayed there. Also oh, haunted, I think. Uh, the Roosevelt? Yeah, maybe. Yeah? I don't. I made that up. <laughs> no, I bet it, I bet it is. <laughs> um, Greystone Mansion. And even a renovation at the White House. And I was like, Greystone Mansion, what's that? Let's go on another tangent. Oh, yeah. So, so Greystone Mansion that she's right designed <laughs> was owned by a man named Ned Doheny. Oh, the Doheny Mansion. Yes. So that's what it's also known as. Okay. Um, so what do you I know about it? I thought he was going to have a name even worse than Cheese Right. <laughs> um, I don't remember, but it was... I went to a couple of my favorite murder live shows, uh -huh. and I think it must have been the one I went to without you guys that had Georgia did the uh, Doheny Mansion story. Oh, cool. But I don't remember what happened, except like obviously it involved a murder that yeah. qualified as a favorite. <laughs> yeah. So it's a 46,000 square foot mansion in Beverly Hills. According to Wikipedia, when it was built, it was the most expensive home in California. It cost over $4 million when it was completed in 1928. Now that's, which like is... a, that's like a three-bedroom house. I know. That's I know. like the, what we're facing if we ever want to buy a home in Santa Barbara. Yeah. So it's about $70 million today Dang. in today's dollars. Um, so four months after moving into the mansion, Doheny, I don't know, that's such a weird name to say. He was killed in a murder-suicide by his secretary, Hugh Plunkett. Um, and I didn't go off into that, <laughs> into more about that whole murder, but... Um, 
Is that the same Doheny? Like, was there like Doheny's in the like? Because there's Doheny Beach down there. Probably, yeah. Because like his dad was ultra rich, and I think they just were like one of these, yeah, wealthy families. Oh, the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so probably, but I don't know, Jen. Google it. Oh, that's not what this episode's about. No, sorry. No, okay. I'm just gonna say it's so satisfying when there's like one. I mean, it's annoying because it's like oh, what happens to the working class? They never get remembered. But like when there's one name and you're like, oh, it must be Doheny Beach. It must be the same as the family from the mansion or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes there's something like that. Like I think Leo Carrillo Beach is really unsatisfying to me (laughs) because it's not the same Carrillo as like everything else. (laughs) No. Funny. (laughs) That's probably why they include his first name. Not to be confused with that one. (laughs) Um, Late late in my research, I just was looking at a map and there was there's a McCoy Street or Avenue or something in Santa Maria. And I was Uh like, oh, it's probably named after this Frank McCoy guy. Uh But I didn't confirm that. But Okay. I'm going to say it is. I hope it it is. So um, anyway, now this Greystone Mansion or Doheny Mansion... um, the city of Beverly Hills owns it. It's a park. It's often used as a filming location for what? TV and movies. Ooh, you road can, trip. yeah, you can like get married there. You can so, we go? Um, Why did you say that? Like oh. I was looking to get married. Is <laughs> no, because you we mentioned get married. Because <laughs> you mentioned the uh, going to a wedding at the Santa Maria Inn. Oh, okay. So it's just it's just another <laughs> wedding venue. Um, anyway, it could be another, a good road trip episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> so cheese, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? So another another tangent for you. She yeah. Oh, it's pretty. Super pretty. Maybe I will get married there. <laughs> okay, good. So Cheese Wright's former studios in Pasadena. <laughs> this poor man whose name Cheese Wright Studios. Cheese Wright well, Studios. I admire him though because he didn't um submit to nominative determinism <laughs> and become a cheese like a, a cheesemaker. <laughs> Was he the um, was he the guy who uh, invented saying cheese when you smile? <laughs> if he did, I don't think he got much for it. <laughs> no royalties. Oh gosh. Um, I'm going to tell people from now on say cheese, right? Okay, good. <laughs> you should. It would have the same effect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Can we handle it? Right. No. I'll just call him Edgar. No. So Edgar is right. Mr. C. <laughs> cheese right is necessary. Uh, okay. So Cheese Right's former studios in Pasadena are now available for tours. Okay. And that building is also reportedly haunted. I found this five episode <laughs> Cheese Right podcast. <laughs> are you kidding no, me? No, I'm not kidding Can you. Can we like reach out to them and be their friends? Maybe. <laughs> um, anyway, it's these two ladies and they were so fun to listen to um, talking about about him and then the building and so apparently cheese right had to sell it sell the building during the depression and at some point the navy purchased it and in the early 1930s they (laughs) allegedly supposedly i don't know built a tunnel that connected the basement of the building to caltech which is just a few blocks away okay and the reason they built this is because uh, Albert Einstein had a secret lab in the basement of the Cheeserite building and he needed the tunnel to get over to Caltech without being seen because it was something to do with the Manhattan Project. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, so, sorry. <laughs> These women have a whole podcast that's just about Mr. Cheeserite? I mean, it's only five episodes. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> but I think one of them lives and or works in the building now. Oh. And so, like, she's seen the basement. She's seen ghosts there. She's, like, heard from other people who have seen ghosts there. So, Thanks it was... For, sorry. Yeah. I just looked them up. The Cheese Right podcast. Yeah. Uh, 
Wow. Thank you. Oh, the EJ. Cheese I only French listened podcast. to the, the last episode, so I didn't listen to all the other ones. But um. Jen, get this. It's, the subtitle is The Lost History of the Cheese Right Studios Building. Oh. <laughs> they talk a lot about like how he, he's been um, like erased from history. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's so, having a renaissance. He is. I guess so. But like also, clearly this man just went around California causing ghost manifestations. Right? Right. So yes. like, I'd like him erased from history. <laughs> Maybe if he's the one haunting all these places, he is very busy in the afterlife. It, yeah, true. Well, I mean, you'd want to keep busy. There's <laughs> a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Time to kill. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now we can go back to Santa Maria. <laughs> no, I was really enjoying cheese right. Can we keep going on? <laughs> Maybe in another this one. Well, that be could be another harder. episode. That could be another episode. <laughs> can we, we can go down there. And we'll we'll link to the the cheese right podcast, yes. ladies. Okay, cool. yeah. awesome. We're gonna binge their podcast, and then we're gonna invite them to come on as guests and <laughs> okay, do an episode on cheese right. Cool, I'm for it. We're yeah. gonna call it cheese wrong. Stop. <laughs> No, just cheese, right? Okay. <laughs> cheese, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, cheese, right? <laughs> oh, okay. gosh. I love it when and we're punchy. So back to the Santa Maria Inn. So, um, oh, so like I said before, a lot of times uh, rich and famous people who were traveling up to Hearst Castle would stay there. Famous guests included President Herbert Hoover, Charlie <laughs> Chaplin, Betty Davis, uh, who is also rumored to haunt the inn, uh, Doris Day, Clark Gable, Gregory Peck, John Wayne, like the list goes on and on. Um, apparently, Marilyn Monroe lived in Santa Maria with her foster parents as a child, and they would come to the restaurant at the hotel regularly. Oh, yeah. Noted. That means that we can do a Marilyn Monroe episode <laughs> yeah. in the future. Let's do it. Because that counts. That counts. She lived here. Wait, I'm sorry. Betty Davis? No. She left her. No, don't. I can't say it. <laughs> left her eyeballs there. What? <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. Oh, my God. It's not funny. <laughs> you said somebody haunts the hotel. Yeah, Betty Davis. Betty Davis haunts the hotel. I, I mean. She was just mad she's still in Santa Maria. <laughs> like, what? did she die there? No. So that's that's a question that's coming up, Jen. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> So, uh, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're jumping ahead. I'm just going to sit here and fixate on that until you, until I get some conclusion. Well, like it's it not you... specific to Betty Davis, but it's, but like people haunting places where they didn't die. Okay, good. It's coming up. I like that you can fixate on things because I will forget that we even mentioned Betty <laughs> Davis right. by the time it comes You'll back. You'll be listening I'll to the episode. Like, oh, Betty Davis. Did no, I, I mean, that? I mean today. <laughs> no, that too. <laughs> I just like listening back to the episodes and I'm like, God, this seems like it was a hundred years ago. I don't I even remember talking about that. It makes me really happy when uh, one of us makes a really good joke. <laughs> like Betty Davis eyes. No, that wasn't good. <laughs> I'm ashamed of it. I appreciate it. Thanks. Oh my God. I just now realized why you were talking about her eyes. <laughs> That's why it was a bad joke. <laughs> it just took me a second. Uh, okay. So Cecil B. DeMille. DeMille. Uh-huh. Cecil B. DeMille. Uh, stayed there while filming the Ten Commandments near nearby at the Guadalupe Dunes. Oh, yes. right. Yeah. Also, Duncan Hines. Did you guys know that Duncan Hines was an actual person? No, f*** that. I mean, so- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying not to do the F-bombs. Oh, you're going to bleep that one later and I'm going to love it. <laughs> so, Duncan Hines was like a traveling salesman. And because he was always out on the road, he started keeping a list of restaurants to share with his friends and eventually became a food writer. 
And I have a note. Uh, please note, he published his first book at 55, so we still have time. <laughs> okay. I would like now to say... Now we have a goal. <laughs> that I have always really cherished stories of late bloomers. Uh-huh. But the ones that I really liked when I was younger, <laughs> I can't like anymore because... They're like I, 30. They were 30 <laughs> And now I'm like in this period of my life where I'm trying to figure out what to do and I'm lost and whatever. Just like find me someone who didn't start like doing stand up until 61 or something. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. I mean, at the very least, maybe we can haunt somewhere. (laughs) We can definitely definitely have time for that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to peek in the afterlife. I'm going to be so mad if it's like our workplaces right now where you two are together and I'm somewhere else. Oh, no. And like, I'm just like trying to Ouija board at you and Liz won't go near one. We promise we won't uh, stone tape into... Somewhere where you're not. Okay, thank 800. You. That made me almost cry. Oh. I don't want to haunt anywhere without you. And I do want to haunt somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. There is a quote from Duncan Hines where he's complaining about... Um, <laughs> How fa- <laughs> have to do with being moist? Uh, what? <laughs> what? Like a brownie? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, start it's again. Okay. So there's. Uh, I read this quote from Duncan Hines where he's complaining about how fast Americans eat, and he says, <laughs> just, "I'm so sorry. I was tired. No, I love this. This is good. Oh, so he, he says." <laughs> I'm sorry that we do this on your episodes, but you give us these things. (laughs) You're really testing us. Can we start to just write our episodes to try to make each other (laughs) cry laugh? Oh, no. Oh, man. Okay. So this quote where he complains about how fast Americans eat, and he says, we need more dining rooms with the leisurely tempo of California's Santa Maria Inn where your order is taken in the lounge and where the table is set with the first course upon it before you are invited to sit down. Anyway, so I just thought that was fun because he mentioned the specific place and it's like, how did people eat in the 20s or the 40s or whenever this was? I don't know. I know. God, imagine just having like having that much time in your life to just leisurely eat. Yeah, well, he didn't have kids. So that's one oh, part of it, I'm sure. Oh. I still don't have time oh. to eat leisurely in a leisurely fashion. Yeah. So, um, anyway. (laughs) It makes me happy that your eyes are shiny because you laughed so hard you cried. I did. Okay. Not long after the inn opened, there were reports of strange occurrences in the building. So, uh, People eating really fast. Duncan Hines, like, fucking with the (laughs) oven so they wouldn't cook fast. That was also not funny. (laughs) So, well, there are reports of the oven doors just, like, opening and closing on their own. It was him. Um, self-playing pianos, mysterious footprints, and I put where? Like, by the pool? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, good point. Like, poltergeist activity. Ooh, love <laughs> uh, that. Guests being woken up by unexplained vibrations. Uh, uh, la- the vibrations! <laughs> I know, like, is the bed shaking? What do they mean? Didn't they, um, did hotels used to have those vibrating yes. beds? <laughs> they just turn them on that? remotely to freak people out. Do you remember the time that, um, when we were all at and they were redoing the parking lot and there were oh. huge machinery <laughs> the steamroller outside my and window it was so it was vibrating the whole building yes. and i walked over to your office to say something to you and you just looked up at me and went my bowels <laughs> <laughs> it was like the brown note on south park <laughs> okay i'm sorry please continue that's okay 
Uh, so the, uh, people report loud knocking or shuffling sounds. People feel like they're being watched. Doors open and close by themselves. The temperature drops suddenly and like oh. all, all the like classic, you know, this place is haunted stuff. So McCoy died in 1951 and okay. his nephew took over the hotel. But by this time, like car travel was changing. Um, the 101 opened in 1962, I think, oh. at least up there. Good fact. And thanks. <laughs> I mean, they're all good. Good job, Liz. Thank you, guys. Um, and so people were traveling more via the highway instead of through town. And oh. so at some point, I'm not exactly sure when, but the hotel closed for a while and fell into disrepair. It was vandalized. Furniture and antiques were stolen. Uh, and then I think that it was purchased in 1981 and then renovated and reopened in 1984. And so I think that's when that larger edition happened. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's when they like, um, doubled the rooms. Yeah. And so uh, since then, the hotel has been improved upon and added to, um, but more about what we're here for, which is the haunting. Uh, spooky happenings continue at the Santa uh -huh. Maria Inn. Room 210 is reportedly haunted by a sea captain who was murdered by his mistress. <gasps> oh, good for her. Um, but uh, so he's apparently been there since shortly after the inn opened. But I couldn't really find anything about who he was or why he's there. Like, was, I, I mean, was he killed there? Oh, is it like on BBC Ghosts where like he was just like his body was dumped in the on the lot or something. <laughs> and then suddenly he's in a hotel because they built one. Right, right. Mm, yeah, I don't I know. So. Uh, but anyway, staff have seen him wandering the halls and the gardens. And sometimes uh, even during the daytime, they would see him just staring at the gardeners and then he would disappear. Uh, <laughs> are you my crew <laughs> is it blossom time <laughs> it's always blossom time uh so then room 221 is also reportedly home to the ghost of rudolph valentino the famous actor uh, who oh. stayed in that room apparently but so here's <laughs> when jen i have so questions he died in manhattan in 1926 yeah and i don't know if you know but like sparking mass hysteria among his fans like i think what? some of his fans even committed suicide no way because they were just so devastated by his death um me but, when mark lamar dies so <laughs> so so yeah i was like depending on like your theory of haunting like why is he in santa maria and not like at the hospital in manhattan where he died yeah why are hospitals not just like ghost central right <laughs> I but, mean, uh, maybe they are. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't Just, know either. Do the, does he, is he on holiday? Did the sea captain get murdered I in don't know. the same room? Did he just love it? there Why and was like just, i'm gonna go back here yeah. for the afterlife <laughs> i think that is what i want to happen like i'd like us to get a choice yeah and agree on it ahead of time <laughs> and if you bitches change your mind after i die <laughs> we're gonna have some problems uh, no. we're gonna, to we're gonna have out, a uh, podcast <laughs> contract agreement <laughs> that has all the terms like business terms and then also afterlife, afterlife. <laughs> I know, and then we Terms have to, like, the afterlife. invite the goat from which <laughs> to whisper at us to sign it in our own blood. I, okay, I'm, I apologize in advance for this. I saw something recently where the goat from the wish was apparently so terrible on set oh, that oh, he yes. never got another job again. <gasps> really? I heard that he was like the worst freaking he thing to work with. The worst goat. He was just a dick all the time. That's hilarious. <laughs> I never heard that. Oh my gosh. That's like the perfect goat for that role then, right? Because he's, he's supposed to be his line instead yeah, of whispering. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he 
had one perfect roll and then never got work again. I know. They're like trying to sell him. Like, goat with human voice. Oh my god. His IMDB page is like I was the goat in the witch. Or like Robert Downey Jr.'s Twitter bio, you know who I am. (laughs) You know which goat I am. (laughs) Liz is like just losing hope in in the the niceness of reality. (laughs) Every time you say it's okay, you get like a little worn downcast. (laughs) Oh no, sorry. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But you do. So we were saying. (laughs) Yes. Ghost haunting the Rudy, place where they died. Rudy Valentino. Valentino. Oh man. So so the, back to Betty Davis and her eyes. <laughs> okay. No, Rudy, oh, Rudy I Valentino. I did forget. <laughs> Thank you. I told you I wasn't gonna forget. I don't know which room she haunts. Sit here and think about it. Okay, so so there's two. <laughs> Sorry, I just it's need. Okay. I like. No, I need. Let's do it. It's okay. I need Stay to place. These. I might not be able to answer, but we'll try. <laughs> I can I make need, shit up. I need to place the ghosts into their corresponding yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. rooms. The sea captain. So sea captain is in which room again? 210. 210. And also is... No. What's, Rudy Valentino, Valentino is in 221. Okay. So, so he's in close 221 by. nearby. Close by. Yeah. And that's okay. in the older part of the hotel. And then we don't know which room Betty Davis is in. I don't. But apparently they have um, little like plaques next to the rooms where like celebrities stay. <gasps> no oh, I thought you were going to say which ghost haunts. <laughs> this, this room is haunted by. Well, like I'm sure the Rudolph Valentino little plaque is next to room 221, you know, but yeah. But anyway, does Betty Davis just kind of wander the halls? I don't know. Do you I'm think they'd, they'd let us come stay for free if we did like a, a less? I kind of doubt it. Hectic podcast about it. There are like not after a, listening to this I know, episode. Right? <laughs> there are like a ton of uh, YouTube videos of oh, like yeah? paranormal investigators and enthusiasts like staying there and filming stuff, and so like are check it just, out. There's like a are bunch they just in their room going. I'm so scared. I'm oh so God! Scared. Not the couple that I watched. Some are kind of just walking around narrating. Some are like one was like ghost hunter people like in the room i think they're in 210 i think they're in 210 with the sea captain um yeah and they were like they had all the little gadgets and uh they were like doing a youtube live so like people's comments are popping up and they're like get out (laughs) i really like the idea of the sea captain just like his haunting is he just comes and like pulls up a chair and he's like let me tell you about her. She was the worst. <laughs> we weren't even really together. No, imagine, right. imagine you're trying to sleep and there's just like someone singing sea shanties all night long. Like the singing bush. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. You're just like, oh, for the love of God, I just uh, want to sleep. <laughs> what oh, do goodness. you do with a drunken tiger? Yes. All night long. <laughs> while your bed vibrates yeah. <laughs> oh man oh, zero stars do not recommend this yeah. hotel. oh man okay. but it's always blooming time <laughs> oh my god so room 221 um so guests who stay in that room have reported strange sounds creaking noises during the night knocks on the door with nobody there and rudolph valentino is has even been seen laying on the bed i don't even know what he looked He's, like was just a beautiful human he died really young and all of these things just sound like they would be really annoying if i was trying to just stay at a hotel yeah so there's right. also <laughs> like <laughs> oh, it, it's, a, 
was a really good explanation of them, though, right? Like, the building is settling. Oh, no, no, it's fine. It's just it's the sea captain. Imagine <laughs> imagine working the front desk. It's like, ring, ring. Yes, um, Rudy Valentino is laying on the bed again. Can you come up and take care of this? So there's also the ghost of a woman nicknamed Peppy, who was a coke addict in life. <laughs> you mentioned oh. cocaine earlier. <laughs> oh, my God. Peppy and she was a coke addict. <laughs> So, uh, but like, anyway, I, so I kind of also love that it seems like the the inn kind of leans into the haunting. And I read that they even have a brochure that includes like guest stories about their experiences there. So I thought that was kind of fun. There's a woman dressed as a cokehead. <laughs> that's, from, that's from the chic, probably. That photo of Rudolph Valentino. It's not the best photo of him. You should know, find another one. I but intentionally he's... went with the worst one. <laughs> Imagine waking up in the middle of the night and then you just look over and that guy's just laying next to you in the bed. And then there's like, you got any of that white stuff in there? Oh my God. <laughs> Peppy. Get out of here, Peppy. Um, so so guests, uh, guests will often take the stairs because the elevators go up and down with no passengers. Um, I found some reviews online from people. Yeah, Rudolph Valentino. Yep. Silent film star. He was beautiful. Sorry, if I do that, you don't have to comment on it. I don't mean to interrupt oh, okay. you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm like here with my iPad trying to look up pictures <laughs> of the hot dead men. Yep. Okay, so one review I read online from someone named Jimmy said, quote, I peed my pants. I was so scared when I saw a scary lady walking by the pool. She was floating and the lights flickered. Literally <laughs> pee your pants. <laughs> so you were in the pool at night. I don't know if he was in the pool. I hope he was. I don't or know. Or he was just hanging out doing... Wait. Some lines of coke with Peppy <laughs> by the pool at night. Why do you want him to be in the pool? Because peeing? if I was going to pee myself, I would much rather be in a pool than like but it's walking not you. through the lobby. <laughs> it's not you. It's some dude. I, I don't, don't know, care I'm what just, happened to him. I guess I'm just wishing the best case scenario oh, for him. Oh, you're so nice. Um, another review from a woman named Erica. She and her family stayed in room 139 Uh and saw a dark shadow floating around their rooms that tried to choke one of her family members. Oh my gosh. They heard loud scratching on the walls. Their beds were shaking again. <laughs> the, the vibrating beds. And they even had scratch marks on their bodies that <gasps> drew blood. So. Oh, oh, that's like the ghost that haunted itself. That oh, really? That book that I... Oh, I hate Is that, that like so the much. Stigmata? Like the stigmata? Really, I don't even like to say the name yeah. of it. That's the one I had to put the chair leg on yeah. to keep it shut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It had it had that. Oh, Ooh. I don't like it when the there's scratches. physical. Yeah. There's something mm-hmm. out. I, there's another. Was there like a movie or was it a show or something where someone kept getting I mean, scratches ton, on tons them? Tons of yeah, ghost movies have that. Like it's a thing. thing. And it's, it's all in all the ghost hunting shows, too. Yeah. They're always getting scratched. Um, another woman staying at the inn said that she woke up to a ghostly man with his arms wrapped around her. And she said, he got out of the bed once I knew he was awake. And What room he, is that in? Uh, this one she didn't so say. So I can avoid it. I know. <laughs> she didn't say, but he told her that he had drowned. And so, like, did he drown at the hotel? I don't know. Was he um, covered in water? But I don't know. <laughs> but other than the one from the, the lady, Erica, um, everything else seemed to be, like, not too scary. And whatever presence is there is even described as humorous and friendly. And that so, one, so I can avoid it? Same room? Uh, oh, I don't know. She didn't say. 
Um, so I know we've talked about doing a book club, but I oh, yeah. am also going to propose a baking club since Duncan Hines. <laughs> since we are quickly approaching the holidays, I'm going to share a recipe from Duncan Hines's book, The Dessert Book, which is full cool. of recipes that he adapted from the restaurants he visited during his travels. And so I found a recipe for Santa Maria Inn's eggnog pie. Oh, <laughs> which sounds gross. pretty gross. Yeah, I don't like eggnog or pie. I know, I like me neither. Both, but I know it sounds like. <laughs> want them be, together it would be um no can't think of the, the texture would be icky okay well so three envelopes of unflavored gelatin two tablespoons cold water yeah i'm giving you a recipe so is oh. it it's so it's kind of like a cheesecakey type um or maybe like it's a pumpkin like pie it's kind of okay. meringue oh, so okay then two cups of boiling water eight egg whites beaten stiff two and a half cups of sugar four ounces of rum one pint of whipped cream two pie shells so it makes two pies Soak the gelatin in the cold water, add the boiling water, let it cool until it begins to set. Gradually add the sugar to the beaten egg whites, beating until smooth and glossy. So you're like made a meringue, basically. Um, add the rum, fold in the gelatin, fold in the whipped cream, pour into the pie shells, place it in a cool spot and let it set. So there's no actual eggnog. It's just a rum no, meringue. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what does nog mean? Like, I have no idea. Okay. But... If you make this, we'll share the recipe, but mm-hmm. uh, if you make it, please tag us at Ghoul's Guide to SV and share uh, photos and let us know how it turned out. Yeah. I, I'm so I, curious. I'm actually like thinking about this, like a, like a rum meringue yeah. in a pie shell. Right. Actually sounds like something Maybe I might be okay. eat because for me, like it's the, like it's the gelatiny weird stuff oh, in like, the middle. Like the, um, that I don't. you make like fruity pies? Yeah. So like, yeah. A, like lemon meringue pie. Oh, I like. Oh. I think I would eat some of the meringue, and I'm okay with pie crust. It's just the you like, like the oh the, the lemony yeah, part, okay. the custardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part. I don't like custards and jam. Or, uh, and, yeah, okay. Like I don't so, like cheesecake because it's it's all that same kind of like yeah. moist. Yeah, <laughs> moist is one of my favorite <laughs> words. I love it. Um, so we'll put this a link yeah, to we'll this definitely. recipe on. I took a screenshot from the um, okay so, from the cookbook, but but where will we find that? Uh, I don't know. I can put it on the socials. I just said it when I okay, <laughs> said sorry. to share, share pictures of the sorry. eggnog pie. That's yeah. okay. And like, I wonder if they still make it there. We um, should look please, at their... Please use the hashtag nog pie. <laughs> nog pie? <laughs> nog pie. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's all I have to tell you about the Santa Maria Inn, you guys. <laughs> I love that it. That was good. <laughs> I want to go now. I know. I want to go check it out, too. Okay, let's go. I mean, I might... Like I said, I might have been there. I feel like yeah. I'm going to look at some pictures. <laughs> you know, I hate it <laughs> when I go somewhere like before I know what I'm going to love about that place. And then I learn it later and I'm like, damn it. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> even go check out room 210. I know. <laughs> like I'm in the um, the York subreddit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like just hesitate to even read it because I'm like, I want to find out about something really oh. cool <laughs> that I didn't know was there. Yeah, yeah. that is that is a kind of a bummer when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to bring the energy level and joy of the episode down a little bit. (laughs) No, I, it's interesting. I have this thing where like, I've been to many of my friends' weddings and I remember the experience like very generally of like how it made me feel, but I absolutely have no memory of like where I was. Oh yeah. Oh, I cannot like, 
and they can tell me like, oh, yeah, no, we got married here. And I'd be like, I just I don't remember getting there. <laughs> You're married. Or, yeah. No, I remember the <laughs> wedding. Like, I remember that it happened. And I remember being there. It's like the highlights. Being irritated by being at a wedding. No, you're yeah. a nice person. You probably like it. <laughs> Are the people that got married there still married? Well, the people that I think got married. <laughs> no, no, I think they got married there. But the thing is, is so my husband is my husband's one of my husband's best friends that I believe got married there. But I also like there have been times where I've repeatedly claim, like said, oh, yeah, when X person got married in this in Lompoc and my uh-huh. husband would be like they didn't get married in Lompoc and I'm like why do I always remember like so I just like I'm really bad about that like I, I think that things happen in different places and like I can't re- and I like can picture being there but I can't picture where like I don't remember where it was hmm. specifically that's normal like that's why eyewitness testimony is terrible right and like yeah. I have a very solid visual memory of riding a bike in York and going around a roundabout. And I know that because the driving goes like in the other direction around mm. a roundabout, like I know that my memory is made up because I'm going around it the way we would go around a roundabout. Oh, funny. Like, oh. Counterclockwise. And they would go yeah. clockwise. But like I can see the scenery go by me. Like <laughs> Your brain just go- like fixes yeah, it. Yeah, it just, and like yeah. every time I think about like, when I crossed a street there or something, like most of the time my brain has edited it to like, or driving in a car, uh-huh. like I'll see myself in our passenger seat instead of their passenger, you know? Oh, like, funny. Yeah. So I get that. That's, you know, it's normal, whatever. And also weddings suck. They, they're <laughs> such a, it's like a blur. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, my own wedding. Was totally. Blur. Right. <laughs> see, I would have, I would have liked like your wedding and your wedding <laughs> and like, I mean, I'm happy for anybody, but the last wedding I went to, I didn't drink at, and this was before I quit drinking. So like, it was just because I had to work the next day Mm -hmm. early and I didn't want to feel bad. And like, I sat there going like, this is what they're like, like (laughs) when you're sober. And then I was like, I'm never going to another one. Oh my gosh. But like, so now when I get invited, I'm just like, I'm really sorry, but weddings make me want to die. So like, no, (laughs) I usually say lose the will to live. It's a little nicer, but um, yeah, I just have a rule. That's a decent rule. It is. It's gotten me out of so many like, yeah. terrible I've situations. been to some, good, some great weddings. Yeah, same. Yeah. I've been to good ones and I've been to ones where you're just like mind numbing. Like, yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm also lucky <laughs> in that like my a, a big part of my social life is connected to dancing and live music. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. going to fun, fun weddings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I plus this... I just have some like really cool friends. So A plus job at planning <laughs> like, those events. People. Yeah, so. I bet. <laughs> Thanks um, to everyone who's invited me to their wedding. Can I add my side note, my plug that I want you and Mike to teach a dance class that's just about how to dance like Elvis dances on stage? <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want me to do that. Yeah, I do. I, well, I want Mike to do it and I want you to be there. <laughs> no, I want you to do it. You'd be nicer, I think. I don't think that, my pelvis works that way. No, no he, doesn't, he doesn't like... I don't know why they call him Elvis the pelvis because like he like doesn't like... I don't know... Did you watch the new movie? Yeah, Elvis? Yeah. But like, I mean, in videos and stuff, like he doesn't like thrust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Cut this out. Uh, well, can I, I just want to tell you guys my sources real quick. Oh, cool. For my episode. There is a book, Duncan Hines, How a Traveling Salesman Became the Most Trusted Name in Food. I love that you read like actual <laughs> books for yours. No, I like find a little mention and then I just pull the little snippet out. I don't read the whole book <gasps> necessarily. How could you? <laughs> uh, 
Um, Wikipedia, of course. The Santa Maria Inn has a couple articles. Uh, or the Santa Maria Inn has a, a brochure online, like an mm-hmm. older brochure that I found. Um, haunted bed, no, hauntedrooms.com. Uh, <laughs> frightfind.com. Atlas Obscura. Cheese Right Podcast, of course. <laughs> Woo! Cheese Right! Uh, the Dessert Book by Duncan Hines. Um, let's see. I like that you just and the independent the, yeah. uh, opportunity to like read a bunch of recipe books. I know. I only found that. I only read... Well, I read like three eggnog recipes, eggnog pie recipes, because I was like, wait, where's the one that's like Santa Maria in? Yeah. And it was like the third one in the book. Wow. <laughs> there are apparently lots of variations of eggnog pie. Do any of them have actual eggnog in them? I didn't read them that closely. What is eggnog? I don't even know. Is well, it just spices well, it's, it's, and it's the juice. It's the juice of the nog of the egg. <laughs> okay, Clearly. You, you know that little like white icky part in an egg, like that little tiny thing that like, what is it? My stepmom used to say cord? it was the sperm. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just convinced myself it was like the, the egg's umbilical cord. I think it kind of like is that, not like technically, but I think it is what connects or would connect like the pieces of, to the yolk, which is... Mm-hmm. What is the yolk? Is it like the placenta? The embryo? I don't know. Uh, and so like... Uh, <laughs> Take this out. No, it's, it's like, going to be good. Now, my friend, we're gonna, now we're going to talk about eggs. My friend Drew... Hi, Drew. Um, told me that the little white nubbin thing is called the nog. Really? <laughs> it's not. But like, so I've okay. called it the nog since I was about like nine years old. So that's the egg nog? My stepmom said it was the sperm. And so like she would always, always take it out every time she cracked an egg. And like, so intermittently I will do that. I'll like just me too. make a did big effort th- to did, take it out. Did you think if she ate it, she would get pregnant? I don't know. <laughs> oh, dude, you just unlocked a memory Uh-oh. of something that my mom was watching when I was little and it was about someone like <laughs> taking in a demon seed. Oh no. And I imagined that it was someone who ate like a small seed and then <laughs> like a tree grew out of her stomach or uh-huh. something and I was really scared about it. My grandma used to tell me that yeah, if you ate like the seeds and watermelons, you'd oh, a yeah, watermelon would watermelon grow in your grow. stomach. Why did why my did parents they tell that? us that shit? Yeah, yeah, and grandparents, I don't know. And the gum staying in your stomach for seven years thing, it doesn't. I swallow mine all the time. <laughs> But do you see it come out? Well, I don't look at my poop like I'm Dutch or something. Like <laughs> what? Is that a thing Dutch well, then how do you know? Yeah, their their toilets have a little shelf so you can it catches your poop Stop and you it. look at what? it. What? Well, because your your feces <sighs> are like a very important indicator of your health. Sure, but does you, you need a special shelf in your toilet to examine it? They sure do. <laughs> oh my god, that's wild. Wow, learning. Hi, Lori. Things, <laughs> things that you would do. When you had the time, because you didn't have to spend so much time stressing about having universal health care. Right? You could look, or at, like, look at your poo. A universal basic income. Right. One of my coworkers <laughs> said something at a retreat recently about having, about how he supports universal basic income. And I was like, yes, one of us. <laughs> it was so, a, such a good, a good thing that he shared. I'm going to cut that. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to cut things. <laughs> cut that. Yeah, we can cut oh, things. <laughs> <laughs> cut, no, cut saying you're not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna say cut stuff I anymore. know, I know what you meant. And then we went into you. the Eternals. <laughs> what if we just went into a loop of saying cut that? No, now cut that. No, cut that. And Don't then it was that. just the end of the podcast. It's just it's fade forever. out. And come back. You're just like screaming from the, the whirlpool. <laughs> no, cut that. <laughs> Oh my god! Also, I don't understand. (laughs) 
I mentioned at the live show that, um, but I did cut it out actually, <laughs> that like sometimes I don't get Jen's jokes because I'm autistic <laughs> and, and I don't understand like nuance of humor. And so like, you're lucky that when I said like, are you going to tell us about it? And you said no, that I didn't go like, okay, now it's me. <laughs> Oh man! Because we we do this, we have too many electronics, and we always sit and Google things. Yeah. Wait, no, I'm not done. <laughs> did you find out? So I thought that you were actually saying hi to your mom, um, and so like I was always thinking about your mom listening, and then later you were like, "No, my mom doesn't listen." <laughs> and that's why I say it because there's no, she's never gonna listen. But also, hi, I both just... of my parents who are dead. <laughs> you guys, I just Google. I I have here in my Google search. <laughs> like what came up? No, I was trying to Google about, I started typing this during the Nog discussion (laughs) and then I came back to it and then I started typing again and now I have, what is the Nog? What's happening right now? I don't know. This is my favorite version of Jen though. Like (laughs) she can't even talk. I think probably like Uh. three or four times when we worked at she did this and like I, I consider it like her squeak laughing episodes. I'm dying. <laughs> One of them was about a drawing of her falling into a hole under her desk. <laughs> when I sent you guys a picture of my foot sticking out. sticking out. And we were going to escape into a different dimension. And I still drank, so we were going to drink in it. The margarita hole. Yeah, the margarita hole. Uh-huh. So apparently at some point uh-huh. I decided I was going to Google, what is the nog of a nog? <laughs> such a nerd is it related to naga hide like tom jones's like jumpsuit (laughs) no idea i was trying to figure out like how do you word it like to find out what is the nog of an egg and so i was gonna google what is the nog of an because i I just googled eggnog and obviously it just came up with eggnog and then i was like no i need to go deeper (laughs) (laughs) into the dumb dimension Oh, isn't that dumb? Oh, man. The nog, what is the nog of an nog? Not a nog. <laughs> an nog. Oh, let's see what Google Lordy. says. Oh, do you want to know? Mm, yes. No, I'm going to let you do it because that was crappy of me. Go- it's like no, me go jumping ahead, in with a punchline. I, I never do you want actually me to connected to the Wi-Fi. So. Oh, do you want me to read it out then? Yes. Or tell do you me want me to about the nog. Okay, nog was a type of strong ale that was mixed with eggs to make... A festive drink. Oh, uh, so nog is a drink itself. Yeah, so I and guess eggnog nog, is a variation of nog. And we don't put beer into eggnog anymore, so it's a lie. Um. So the eggnog that you buy at the store should be labeled non-alcoholic eggnog. Non-nog, just egg. <laughs> just egg. <laughs> so what I found is the, or- the origin of nog is unclear, but it could be related to noggin, a name for a drinking vessel dating back to the 1500s. There's we have to find so, out because our sources. <laughs> Wait, so the nog is just the cup you drink it out of? I don't know. Maybe there's this. Um, you said like we don't put eggs in beer. There's this. So my husband is in a beer. No, I think she said we club. don't put beer in eggs. Or wait, <laughs> okay. did we? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, there's a drink, and this is the worst story because I can't remember the name of the drink. Okay. I want to say it's a flip it, but I think that's wrong. Okay, but like, <laughs> how do you spell that? I don't know because I think I made it up. You're so tired um, of us. <laughs> This is, this is now episode 24, I mean 25, fine. titled Eggnog. Well, yours was short, so we could cut this out and put it at the end of yours, and everyone will be like, did the vampire enjoy eggnog? 
No, go ahead. Okay. No, there's Flip this it. drink that they make at, at the 12 beers of Christmas, this party that, this <laughs> party that my husband goes to with his beer club. Of course like, he does. And they mix, I think they mix like egg into, I don't know what, some kind of alcohol, who knows. Uh-huh. And then they take like a hot poker from the fireplace and put it in to like scramble the warm egg. Warm it up and like cook the egg. Oh my yeah. God, all of this sounds terrible. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to figure it out. It's called hot poker nog. <laughs> I've now laughed so much that there's like a rumble in my chest. <laughs> yeah, my chest hurts. Oh, like my man. not my chest, but my no. What's it? What's it when you're breathing? Uh, never mind. Where it <laughs> rattles when you've had COVID too yes, much. Yes, that there's like a rattle in my <laughs> lungs now. Everyone listening is like Summers has congestive heart failure. <laughs> oh, no, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh my god. Uh, okay, Mary Miriam Webster defines nog as a strong ale formerly brewed in norfolk england and i'm not beeping out the end of norfolk okay. oh it's called God. a flip that's what it is that's so flip fl- i said a flip, flip. But i was close it's called a flip <gasps> wait like the hercules flip? i was gonna say there used to be a hercules flip and didn't have an egg in it yeah i don't know what and that kaisers? is okay so kaisers oh, it was like before a my time in santa barbara yeah, yeah. kaisers was heard the, of it didn't we t- i think we talked about it at one point yeah um the it was a health food store uh-huh. and they had like orange juice smoothie place right they? yeah they yeah. had smoothies gosh i love it those. smelled like vitamins yes. in there. <laughs> there one of them was uh where the habit is now over at yeah Plaza. oh i, I miss to... like back when santa barbara was just starting to not be affordable <sighs> yeah, i miss i miss all the places but they had they had sorry I no it's no it's fine i just miss all the because like, I stop, like I stop in the middle of my thought, and then you're like, "Oh, it's time," and then I'm like, uh, "I miss buildings." Like, <laughs> you were wistful, so I thought I I'd miss, pop in. I miss old buildings. No, Anyways. I don't. I miss old restaurants and shops and stuff. I think that's just called nostalgia. We all have it. I know, but I have it about Santa Barbara. Yeah, it makes sense. But anyways, they had they had this uh, they had a smoothie called the Hercules Flip. Oh, and it had an egg in it, and it, like the cups had like. Um, a little cartoon of like that kind of old timey strong man where the guy's like an inverted triangle or yeah. something like holding was up he, a was thing. He, was he holding up the world or was he standing? I, I feel wanna, like there was a. I don't know. Globe. It's Atlas, isn't it, Jen? Yeah, it's probably something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I could be completely wrong. I mean, but I do remember the strong man. Yeah, yeah. It was maybe he was holding an orange. Oh, maybe something. I remember an orange. I remember that because they had uh, they also made fresh squeeze orange juice. Oh, did they? So they had one of those machines with oh, all the oranges yeah. Oh, yeah. on the top in the like the basket, the metal basket. Oh, man. God, this podcast, if we keep doing it until our old age, it's just going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be like your you weird remember. aunt. It's like that now, but. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. And they cost 25 cents for one Hercules. <laughs> But no, so now I'm thinking like, is that a thing? Like, is when you add an egg to something, does that make it a flip? No idea. Because it makes your stomach flip before you barf it up. (laughs) This episode is just going to divulge into us Googling random things in real time. Oh, mine. (laughs) Okay, should we cut it? Eggnog, historically also known as milk punch. Ew. Ew, that's so much worse. That sounds like... That sounds like something you'd find on Urban Dictionary, and it means something you're like ashamed to know, Ew. right? Oh god! Or, or an egg milk punch when alcoholic uh, beverages are added. I don't know if egg milk punch 
or milk punches were milk Ugh. punch sounds like a verb so like that's definitely like a sex what's act up? on <laughs> urban no. dictionary what's up with the nog and egg dog oh this is the farmer's alma- almanac <laughs> please wait okay so you said i believe you said that the episode that you started over three hours ago <laughs> Um, <laughs> back in 1981 when we was going to be released on December 16th. So nope, but it's 13th okay. maybe. 13th. Some like that was yours. No, though. yeah, yeah, yours. Okay, so part. this one might be further in December. <laughs> yeah, like the so no, please, 20th. Like, yes, 20th. That's why so I was let's like, cut it. That's around why I included the, time. the holiday recipe. Yeah, but For let's. <laughs> where okay. we started focusing on the nog. This is going to be a bonus episode. Just t- entitled Eggnog, and it's going to be released right before Christmas. You must subscribe to our Patreon, <laughs> which I never update. Okay, uh, so to, do you want to know what is a nog anyway? Sure. Yeah, that's uh, what I read to you from, though. <laughs> oh, is it? Yep. Damn it. It's okay, go ahead. A drink for the well-to-do. Oh, no, I didn't read that. The well-to-do. The drink okay. we recognize as eggnog probably dates back to at least the 17th century. So I love um, store-bought, non-alcoholic egg asterisk nog and like Ooh. i love the flavor and like swenson's another place that's gone from santa barbara used to have what is wrong with my voice all the time <laughs> used to have like eggnog ice cream that i liked i don't so much like it anymore my mom who was um always afraid that i was going to get fat and i didn't during her lifetime but whatever she would make me water it down with non-fat milk oh. and like ugh. but anyway oh what was i gonna say about it <laughs> Nope, don't remember. So, you, know, you mentioned a store or, or a restaurant. No, you're not going to be able to help me. It's just gone, I think. Did it start with an S? Uh, Swenson's. Swenson's, yes. Um, no, it wasn't that. But Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was. Oh, so I love that flavor. And then my friend John made um, real eggnog for us one time. And uh-huh. I was just like, yes, the gross. I don't yeah. like this. Mm. But so I just drank the brandy he put in it instead. Okay, another possibility is that eggnog is simply an abbreviated version of the phrase egg and grog. Egg and grog. All right, so we're going to... We're going to wrap up this episode of Eggnog, the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to <laughs> The Ghoul's second. Guide to wait, Santa Barbara. No, hold on. Oh, hey, Paul. I thought you said you're... Ch- okay. Okay, wait. All right. So that was awesome. <laughs> and we're all recovering with sore muscles from laughing. <laughs> my face hurts. But what we do here is we ask our magic eight ball from the 90s a question. <laughs> and then From the 80s? Did uh-huh. they make them? I don't, I don't know. know either. Uh, and then we wait for it to slowly rotate <laughs> in its viscous, r- viscous <laughs> fluid. <laughs> the answer put my glasses on so i can read get your magnifying glass i know i need a <laughs> and your ear trumpet or <laughs> my ear horn with my shoe horn oh, it's back we're punchy again uh so do we have a question for the magic April? oh hmm. um okay so how about <laughs> is all of betty davis haunting their no um just her eyes uh, uh what did Betty Davis' eyes mean anyway? That she just had like heavy lidded eyes, probably, or, or like that's my guess. But oh, I have, I have okay. maybe one. Yes. Is it possible for ghosts to haunt multiple oh. locations and all of them be legitimate hauntings? Yeah, Ooh. I was thinking about that too. Like, what if two? What if somebody in New York where he died saw his ghost over there? His mm-hmm. ghost over there at the same time that somebody over here <laughs> was like. Oh my gosh, it's Rudy Valentino. Hmm. Oh, you know, more things in heaven and earth, right? Like, 
maybe you can just be in two places at right. once. Yeah, I mean, that, that you're a ghost. Yeah. You do it all. You I can bet have a force it all. ghost could. A force ghost could probably be in two places at once. A what? I don't know. A force ghost. Force? Force. Yeah. From the Star Force. Wars. Oh. From Star Wars. We're taking it back Sorry. to the opening of this episode. <laughs> Not familiar. Sorry. Actually, I just I just said it and it happened. <laughs> because I, yeah, um, am unable to do comedy in a structured way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can a ghost be in two places at once? Is that right? Yeah. Can a ghost yes. haunt two places? Can or a- more than one place. Okay. okay. Can a ghost pick and choose where they haunt? No. Is that a different question? <laughs> That's a different question. Okay. okay. So can a ghost... Haunt more than one place. Haunt Multiple locations. More than one place. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. It's just, it's. Come on, magic it's like slowly rotating. No, it's. It it's like on the corner. Right up, but it's on the corner. It's on a seam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does that mean I'm I'm sitting? Too you just far have to give it a, give a little I think that shake. means we do no. it again. Oh, okay. okay. No. Never mind. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> yes, and we do not do it again. <laughs> okay. The improv loophole. Ugh, I don't what even want to say the word improv. Uh, do you need help? No, it, oh. I just am appalled at the audacity of the Magic 8 Ball <laughs> right it now. Say? What's it say? It says, better not tell you now. Oh, because oh, we'll find out later. We're going to be able to haunt lots of places <laughs> Sounds like It's so, going to be great. And it's going to be like, we'll be like. Such an impending sense of doom We've from never the Magic the answer 8 before. Ball. I yeah. know. That's awesome. So, okay. On the monkeys foreshadowing because they're going to come up again in the future on the monkeys there are running gags and like one one of the one of the running gags is that they always get stuck in doorways together because they all try to go through at the same time yes and so um that's us as ghosts yep thanks (laughs) (laughs) i need you to finish my stupid conceptual jokes i love it oh man all right so i'm the time lord and that this has been uh this has been the Ghoul's Guide to Santa Barbara. We've been Summers, Liz, and Jen. <laughs> Thanks for traveling on this journey with us this episode. Apologies to Liz. It's okay. I had fun. <laughs> Me too. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. See you next time. Bye, Mom. Thanks for listening to the Ghoul's Guide to Santa Barbara. Like and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ghoul's Guide to SB. Our website is ghoulsguidetosb.com. Got a spooky story or know of a haunted or paranormal location in Santa Barbara? Send it to us at ghoulsguidetosb at gmail.com. <laughs>